Good. Hey, this is Bob Nalbandian. And Matt Hartnett. From the Shockwave Skull Sessions podcast. You can subscribe and download all episodes of the Shockwave Skull Sessions podcast via the CMS Podcast Network at cmspn.com or any of your favorite podcast directories, including Apple Music, Spotify, Google Play, and more. And while you're at it, be sure to rate and comment about the podcast and spread the word. And if you'd like to donate to the podcast, go to our PayPal account at shockwavesskullsessions at gmail.com. Thanks for all your support of the Shockwave Skull Sessions podcast over the years, and stay tuned for more great episodes every week. Hi, this is Terry Glaze, and you're listening to Drag the Waters with Joshua. Uh, a couple nights ago, and we um, we made our first uh, trip out to Mississippi to go play um, uh, a two day metal fest uh, uh, out there, and and uh, everything went good. It was a little uh, a little nerve wracking, just you know, being our first show back and getting our feet wet, you know, back in the live show business again with you know the whole COVID and and everything being you know you know coming to a standstill. But uh, overall, it was a very successful show. Uh, there, there, there probably was like a hundred plus people, and um, the, you know, it, it, everybody was into it. Uh, it. It was a good vibe. Um, not too many people in masks, which was uh, a little, a little, you know, especially coming from Texas, everybody's in masks right. here. So that was a little, a little, a little, a little, you know, different for me. But I tried to stay, ma- you know, masked up, you know, pretty much the whole time, and. And just kind of just keep to myself a little bit and uh, just hang out the merch. And uh, the show went good. We we did uh, like a 45-minute set and everybody was really into it. And uh, overall, it was it was a successful show. Hopefully, it'll be, you know, little by little, hopefully we can start jamming again here in Texas and, and whatnot. But uh, for our, you know, for being... Uh, for the pandemic and whatnot, it was, it, you know, it was it was a great time. Good people good food and and good metal again and it was really good <laughs> to be able to like uh even even from where i was at like kind of back of the club for the most part it was just good to hear some live metal again honestly oh, yeah. man just to hear some 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 just dis, some distortion and you know hearing some screaming you know it was it was just really good just to hear some music again under under good circumstances everybody just trying to you know trying to you know do their thing and whatnot so overall it was uh it was a good it was a good experience I will say, you know. Yeah, speaking of the, you know, last shows and not seeing people, I mean, a lot of people's last shows are the Slayer tour. You know, I, I, I did see one show after that. We did go see Mr. Bungle in San Francisco. But before that, I think my last show was, you know, you guys and Ministry and, and Slayer. I think I remember running into you, too, uh, if I'm not mistaken, maybe at either Louder Than Life or yep. yeah, louder than shock. I think I remember seeing you backstage at one of, yeah, at one of the festivals there too. Yeah, but uh, the that was or, you know a little early, you know a little bit earlier. But the Slayer tour was was you know was the last real big one for for the illegals. We, we did a a, a one off in uh, March uh, of actually 2020, and uh, that was our last gig. But like our last good successful run was definitely the big Slayer tour, man. And you know it's just so weird, you know, during that time. Nobody in the world knew what was about to happen. You know, it was everybody was still living in the moment and enjoying live music and just just doing their thing. Nobody knew, you know, within a matter of a few moments, it seemed like 
that everything just came to like a you know a, a screeching halt you know and uh, yeah. so i really look back on that slayer tour you know especially and i'm just very thankful to have been there for that process and that tour and that time moment in time because it seems like you know who knows when it'll ever be <laughs> right. that genuine again you know what i mean that that intimate and, and and everybody just living in the moment before the masks and everything so it was definitely a very positive uh way to to to, to go out on a very high note like that so pretty pretty amazing experience for sure yeah i love seeing all the memes of like slayer breaks up and then the world goes to shit <laughs> you know that's the uh that that's what happened right that's, <laughs> that's exactly what happened is like slayer called it a day and so did so did music man it was like or so did you know everything slayer is done and so are we it seemed like man but you know uh i'm i'm definitely missing slayer more than ever and i've been very fortunate to keep in contact with uh with most of the guys in the band and uh just to just to kind of you know stay in touch throughout the year and and you know just say hello and whatnot so it's been it's been cool to to become friends with everybody and you know, but I definitely miss the music and I'm definitely missing some Slayer. Man. Oh, yeah. I'm sure we all are, you know. Yeah, I love seeing some of the photos you post from sure. that time of things like, uh, you know, Carrie, I think, is like standing there watching you play guitar. You know, that's just, I mean, obviously being in a band with Phil is one thing, but actually playing for uh, Carrie is another, you know. Oh, man, that that was definitely a nerve wracking experience. <laughs> you know, uh, I, I, I could take it all the way back to... Uh, Hellfest of, of 2019, and uh, the illegals were were getting ready to do a uh, a full Pantera set. I think we did a couple of illegal songs, but we did pretty much a full Pantera set there at Hellfest. And I remember two minutes before we went on stage, like Carrie just genuinely walking right to my side before we even hit, didn't say <laughs> nothing, just walked on the stage and went and got a spot. And not, and I'm telling you. We were already getting nervous, but when you see Carrie King, you know, getting ready to watch the show, it just pretty much makes you want to play as best you can because, you know, he's one of the, you know, metal gods, you know, oh, yeah, and yeah. it's just, it's just, you know, he was one of Dimebag, he was one, he was one of Dime's best friends, you know, so he's definitely looking at him and wanting to, you know, to, to hear all the, all the right squeals and, the, and, <laughs> and everything. So, uh, you know, and, and then having him, you know, pretty much every single night of the tour, you know, Carrie and Gary and Tom and, you know, even Primus guys, they were all, you know, watching watching us jam, you know, every night. So it was definitely uh, us wanting to play our best. And, uh, you know, that's what we wanted to do anyways, doing the Pantera songs, was just play our best and just, yeah. you know, have as much fun as we could, you know, and, and still be as serious as possible, you know, so... Did, but uh, having you know the king there watching you is definitely a uh, fun. Did Carrie or any of the guys come up to you at any point and be like, "Hey, man, you're doing these songs justice." You know, your uh, dime would have approved, kind of thing. Any, anything like that for you? Yeah, to, yeah, totally. Uh, a, a lot of a lot of good positive feedback and vibes. You know, and and honestly, I'll, I'll take it back to uh, the first time Philip and I. And the band, you know, we were all talking about doing the Pantera sets and learning full, you know, full sets of songs rather than just a block of a, a few songs learning, you know. I, I just remember being like just super nervous being, uh, you know, that's a lot of a lot of weight to put on anybody's shoulders is going and learning, you know, dimes, dime stuff, 
you know, and uh, you want to play it to the best of your ability. And I remember when I when we first started talking, Philip was like, he just set me down aside and he was just like, Mike, you know, not even Zach Wilde can play Dimebag the way Dimebag <laughs> played his music. You know, everybody puts their own spin on it. He said, so you go do that. Play the best you can, but but put your, your own spin on it. He, he said, we're not Pantera. This is the illegals. He said, so just have fun with it and, and just play your best and, and put your own spin on it. And once Philip told me that, you know, because uh, he played with Dime and all, right. you know, it just really... It just really like set a relief to me that I don't have to be, you know, on the money, you know, not that I didn't want to be, but I didn't have to, you know, play note for note, you know, that's, that's dimes parts. I just, yeah, I just went in and I tried to hit all the right notes and just, you know, still put that feel and that love into, into those solos the best I could do. And, and, and that's, that's what I've been doing. And, um, just, just getting the, the approval from some of metal's greats has just been, you know, uh, it's just been a total blessing. I remember when I ran into Rob Halford uh, at a Judas <laughs> pre-show and I was so nervous because I was a gigantic Rob, gigantic Rob Halford and Priest and Fight and Halford. I'm just a big fan of, of all his music. And one of the first things Rob Halford told me was, it was that the night that I met him, the night before, he said he was on his phone watching YouTube videos of the illegals <laughs> playing Pantera stuff. And, and he was like, how how ironic. He was like, I was just watching you guys on my phone last night oh, on wow. YouTube in South America playing the song. So it was just really, really cool just to hear from the metal god saying, hey, uh, you know, you guys are doing good. Keep it up, you know, and, and everyone else along the lines. It's just been definitely a positive reaction and a, and a feedback and like i said for the illegals we're we're just trying to bring back the old vibe the let's have fun let's party let's enjoy the music let's let's have fun with our fans you know and still be as serious as possible you know trying to hit those notes and walk in the walk solo and everything <laughs> right. you know it's it's still yeah it's still it's still uh it's still you know some pressure there but we're just trying to have fun with it well, i liked about um Kind of similar to what you said was, was when Gary Holt took over for Jeff and Slayer, you know, he was like, I'm not going to play this note for note. You know, Jeff played like Jeff. I play like Gary. And I think it uh, you know, helped Gary out a lot to just, just kind of like play those Slayer songs how he would play them and not necessarily note for note like Jeff would have played them. That's that's honestly, you're the first person to ever uh, like like bring bring something up like that. But that is an awesome point. Because, you know, watching Gary play every, you know, every night of tour, I was watching Slayer. So he, he does, he does Gary, you know, he goes up there and does Gary on, 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 you know, for Jeff's part. And he does an amazing job, but, but just like you're saying, he's, he's doing Gary's solos and he's hitting all the right notes and all the parts, yeah. but he's doing it Gary style. So that's, a, that's definitely a really good uh, comparison of, of how, of what we're trying to do as well. We're just trying to go up and, and just do the best we can and, and, and bring our touch to it. Well, let's kind of go all the way back with you, you know, uh, obviously being in the, and down in uh, Texas, I believe, you know, how, when did you find out or when did you discover Pantera as a kid? Oh man, this is a great question. You're going to make me put some thought into this <laughs> one. That's good. Uh, uh, rattling my brain on this Sunday morning. That's great. Uh, I, I figure in Texas, I, I figure you, like around, 
I figure in Texas, when you're born, they just hand you, you know, like vulgar display of power, you know. <laughs> They're like, here's, here's, you're, you're now a cowboy from hell. Right. Jam this, right? Yeah. Jam this. But uh, I think I remember jamming Pantera for the first time, probably like around fifth or sixth grade, like right around then, because before that, I was really in the Van Halen and uh, Aerosmith and, and just, you know, bands like that. But then came along. Beavis and Butthead, and they just <laughs> yeah. launched a platform of, you know, all sorts of good bands. And I remember, you know, watching them watch the This Love video and being like, you know, just hearing Pantera <laughs> for the first time as a younger kid and uh, just, you know, Morbid Angel and all the bands that they were, Crowbar, you oh, know, yeah, Crowbar all the cool bands. And, uh, and then just a little bit later on in life, really getting into the Metallica and Pantera probably about sixth or seventh grade now and then just running with it from there you know slayer and just getting into all the bands but probably around you know sixth or seventh grade pantera really became a staple in my life and i remember being like a sophomore in high school and like standing in front of my long mirror in my in my room and like blasting pantera over display of power and just like air guitar and with my shirt off trying to beat <laughs> dime bag you know just like just like acting like you're dying bag right. just looking in the mirror while you're listening to pantera you know so and then you fast forward to a little bit later like my senior year and being in the nosebleeds way up and watching pantera and the black sabbath tour in like 99 yeah and uh you know being with my little brother and my dad and pantera opening up with domination and i'm telling you i'm just a kid way up in the rafters and just telling myself Man, I, I would love to be down there one day. I would love to. I would. And I'm, I remember saying that I would love to be down there jamming. I wish I could be on that stage. So never in a million years had you told me in that moment back when I was a kid that one day, you know, we would we would be doing that. You know, I would have. I would have not have believed you whatsoever. But it's it's just it, it's just crazy how you know how everything turned out and um, now you know now we're trying to pay tribute to the man, you know, as best as, you know, as best we can, man. So, Oh yeah, definitely a big, uh, a big, um, responsibility. And, uh, it's just been a big, uh, honor to, you know, to, to go up and jam the, 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 the Pantera legacy, you know? So how do you eventually meet Phil and get into the illegals? All right. That's a good question. Um, I used to be in a band with, uh, with a guy named Billy Milano Okay. who was from a band called SOD right. and um, I was in his band uh, MOD and we used to do uh, the half sets to MOD half SOD and uh, that was a blast because it was all like crossover 80s thrash songs so it was a, it was a blast to play those really heavy tunes well uh, we were in Germany on a on a festival run and we were playing a show with the illegals and it was the original illegals lineup and um, I kind of had met blue already a few times because he's a Texas guy as well. But I remember, I had, I know I had never met Steve, the other guitar player. I had never met him before. And that, that specific day, me and Steve, we were in the dressing room, and we smoked we, we smoked a joint and just kind of like caught up. We were both <laughs> Texas dudes, and yeah. we just kind of kind of caught up. And uh, and I remember Philip walking into the room, and I, I had met him before, but it was like when I was a kid at a super joint show, just like as a fan. Right. Never really got to like say hello my name's Mike. So that was my first like real time getting to meet Philip. We were in Germany of all places, and um, you know it was it was just a 
I met him. We, we took a photo, you know, I introduced myself. It wasn't really anything. And um, a few minutes later, I remember MOD was sound checking that day. And I was playing some like death metal riffs because I'm just like death metal background. And uh, and Steve Blue and I believe also Marzi were there watching um, watching us like just warm up. And I guess they were at the time kind of just looking for a new guy. They were they were kind of just going in more of a death metal direction. And uh, then I guess a few months from then, like about three months down the road, um, I was working at a fast food spot here in San Marcos. <laughs> flipping pizzas man and i remember i got the phone call from um steve and he was like hey bro um we're looking for a new guitar player in the illegals with philip and um would you know would you be interested in jamming and i remember like i put the phone down and i was just like what the fuck just like <laughs> tripping out yeah flipping you know just just tri tripping and i put the phone i was like yeah man trying to be as cool as possible I would, you know, definitely love to come jam with you, you know, with the illegals. I'm definitely interested. And and at that moment in time, I was also really busy with MOD. We were in the process of writing our brand new album and uh, getting ready to go record. So it was kind of like, okay, I got this really big thing, but now I just got this really big thing, you know. So I was kind of at a little, at a crossroads. Well, a bunch of stuff happened, months went by, nothing really kind of came of it. And then MOD broke up out of nowhere. We just... We had some issues, and Billy broke up the band. A few days went by, and I hit up uh, Blue and was telling Blue, "Hey, man, I um, I'm no longer in a band, and I have a bunch of free time. I'm kind of bumming about everything, you know. Are you guys still looking for anybody to jam with?" And he sent me an email back, and he pretty much just said, "You need to talk to Philip." So he sent <laughs> Philip. He gave me his address, his email address, and uh, I sent Philip. I mean, a gigantic long email just telling him. Hey man, I'm Mike. I met you in Germany. I'm looking for a band to jam out with. I was, you know, I'm, I was with MOD. And the next day, I get an email back from Philip, and it was a really long email as well, just saying, hey, you know, we are still looking for somebody, and uh, you know, keep keep your chops up. We'll give you a call soon. And then a week went by, you know, not knowing when I, that call was gonna come. A week went by, and it was a Wednesday night, and uh, Blue called and. He said, hey, man, all of Superjoint is here at the Lair. We're getting ready to practice for a tour coming up. And uh, would you would you be interested in coming down tomorrow and um, and 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 jamming with the illegals? And I mean, it was the middle of the week. I still had work. I called my boss and was like, boss, I need the rest of the week off. <laughs> I got to go to Louisiana. I'll be I was like, I got this big opportunity and I really would love to go and jam with these dudes. And um, from that moment on, it's just been when I got down there and just felt the love and the vibe, you know, being at Phillips home and the layer. And it, it was just a very incredible two and a half days. And um, with after the, in those two and a half days, I learned five brand new illegal songs that were on the last album. Um it was just it was just a, a eye-opening experience and ever since then we've just been a band a, a very cohesive unit of of just brothers and just that want to jam so it's been a few years it, 2015 was the first time germany and ever since then it's just been it's been an awesome awesome ride and you know no sign of stopping anytime soon man we're we're all vibing and we're ready to start working on this new album once we can all get together you know here soon 
so as a as a fan as as a kid that went to see them as as a your uh, uh, you know as a kid go see them live and things like that did you when you go to Philip's house are you kind of like you know looking for the record gold records and platinum records and you know sneaking in a Pantera story here and there how how are you treating that are you trying to be as cool as possible uh definitely trying to be as cool as possible but at the same time you know I was a fan I was a fan of Pantera so when I, I remember when I first got there, it was like 2.30 in the morning. So everybody was wide asleep, you know, and uh, Blue Blue helped me in. And I remember I went to my room and, you know, I must have stayed up for another hour, two hours by myself in this room, just staring at the walls of just like <laughs> all the cool stuff on the walls. And then I remember getting to the bed and it, it, it's just cool because the bed I laid in that night had the Simpsons uh, like – Simpsons pillow, a Simpsons blanket. <laughs> okay. It was like the like it was just so cool. I was like, this is the coolest. It was just I felt I felt you know like like just home and uh, it's been home ever since. But yes, you know on the walls I was definitely you know just looking at all the gold records from Pantera and all the you know just the movie posters and just all the cool stuff that you know Philip has there and and uh, just try to be as chill as possible. I remember the first time. I saw Philip that next day. It, it must have been like 10 or 11 in the morning. And I was standing there in this hallway. And I just felt this presence like behind <laughs> me. Just this presence standing. I had, I had no idea it was him. But I just felt this, this, this something, somebody behind me. And I turned around and I look up. And it's Phil at Salmo. And he's in, he's in his, like, his, his robe that he likes to wear, his robe. Yeah, and yeah. He was just like, hey, man. You know, just just super cool, and you know, it, it was just he gave me the rundown. He said, "My casa, your your casa," and just just welcoming, very welcoming, and uh, just you know, I was just this new guy there, and it was just you. Everybody was real cool, and I got to watch Super Joint Jam, and then we jammed, and uh, it's 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 been an awesome time, man. It's, even going into it real quick, I remember learning the Holy Legals album. That first album, I learned it all because I thought it was an audition. But when we got there in our very first jam, Philip wanted to start learning new songs right off the bat. Nothing I knew. So it was just like, whoa, I was ready prepared for this other thing, not for what we were getting into. But it was just like we jumped head on in and uh, it was just it was just awesome. It was it was a ripping time. Very cool. So from that point on, you do the Choosing Mental Illness as a Virtue album, get that out there, start touring it. And then at, at what point does he kind of go, hey, you know, maybe we should be doing some Pantera songs. And what was your kind of response to that? Were you looking forward to doing something like that? Or was that something that, you know, you wanted to, to focus on the new band kind of thing? Okay, um, that honestly came because, and it's it's really bummer to even say this, because, you know, it was because of the... of. Um, Vinnie Paul passing away. Yeah. You know, once Vinnie Paul had passed in June of, uh, I believe, 2018 or 20, 2018 or 2017, one of those, I remember it was June, and uh, we were on tour a, a little bit later, maybe it was 2018, we were on tour um, that year, and I remember just having a discussion about it, and Philip was like, it's it's time, it's time to, it's time, it just, we just felt like it was time to, he knew it was time to, to, to like to pay tribute to, to, to go and 
do these full sets in honor and legacy yeah. to Dimebag and to Vinnie Paul. And every single time we do it, he always mentions that before we start, that it's always for Dimebag and Vinnie. So honestly, that would be the reasoning behind us doing that was just for him to be able to say thank you to, you know, to, 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 to live on the songs for the fans. And he always says these songs are not his songs. These are the, the fan songs. These are songs that the fans want to hear. If you're a Pantera fan, you still want to hear, um, you know, floods. You still want to yeah. hear, um, you know, drag the waters. You still want to hear all the heavy <laughs> tunes. So yeah. Philip always says these songs are for the fans, man. So that, that's, that was pretty much the main reasoning we started doing the full sets was just to pay tribute and and to say thank you to to you know to all the fans for all the years and hopefully in the years to come we can still continue to do that you know and and, and try to somewhat learn more songs songs that we haven't played yet learn different songs so we can mix up the set even more so and play some some really cool b-sides that pantera maybe never got to play that often so you know, and and like you know, we're just doing it for the love of the music and for the fans and for the Pantera legacy, and and that's that's what it's there for. It's just 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 to say thank you to to everyone and especially to Dime and to Vinnie Paul, man. So that was the main reasoning behind everything. Was this something that when when he came to you, you know, had you guys ever just jammed a Pantera song in like rehearsal? As you know, like, hey Phil, check this out. We we learned a new level or something, or just jam. You know, like you start playing a riff and everybody jumps in and he jumps on the mic. Or was when you guys decided to do the Pantera set was kind of the first time you guys actually played Pantera with Phil. Okay, well, uh, leading up to a few tours that we had done, we had done a couple of Pantera songs like. Uh, in the set, we would do like Death Rattlesnake okay. from the very last album. We would do Hellbound from the last album, maybe like a Domination Breakdown. But that was pretty much just about it. We weren't doing anything else at all. Yeah. Just a song or two, maybe three songs total, and that was pretty much it. So we were doing some stuff, but definitely not nothing full throttle sets or anything. That definitely came up much later. And then when that did come up, I remember, I mean, I'll always say we sat at the back of the bus, all all the illegals. We sat at the back of the tour bus. We're driving down the highway. We're on my cell phone, and Philip is literally going through my phone on the Pantera albums. It's such a trip to hear <laughs> Philip Anselmo of Pantera, and he's going back and listening to every song on every album. And he's like, okay, let's let's we can do this. All right, we can try this. <laughs> and it's it's just really cool because he was hearing songs for the first time again. He probably hadn't really heard in a long time. And you could see his reaction to he was genuinely like, you know, into the music. He was like, wow, these are, you know, these are I hadn't heard this in a long time, you know, stuff like that. So it was just really cool to to like like I specifically love the Pantera song, The Sleep from the first album. And I remember like telling Philip. This is such a special song to me personally. It reminds me of a certain time in my in my life, and I really like this song. And then playing it for Philip, and just seeing him listen to the sleep, and just, and just like <laughs> sitting back and like thinking thirty years ago when he was a kid, you know, writing all those lyrics and writing and singing all that. It's just a really 
it, it's just a really cool thing to see, you know, to be right there and hear and to see him figure out what he wants to do, you know, and figure out what songs that we want to move forward with and what songs we want to learn and making a list of songs we could probably do. And then, you know, him walking away and us looking at that list and being like, whoa, we have a lot on our plate here. We have to, <laughs> we have to, you know, get, get down and start and start tracking this stuff. And then I'll, I'll, I'll take it to us learning the Pantera songs. That was a whole other process. It was like we put the illegals on hold. We didn't really jam any death metal or any grind or anything that we were doing that we normally would do with, you know, with the illegals. And I, I absolutely love that music. But now we were entering, honestly, in our minds, another part where now we're moving from the illegals into Pantera. And we like to call it the P-Band. Anytime <laughs> we in the band, we're always like, it's time for the P-Band set. So that, that means it's, it's time to get rolling. And uh, and just learning all that, you know, like I said, the pressure was definitely on. And I remember all of, all four of us in the illegals, especially the guitar players, we were always sending each other YouTube links of different guys learning songs. We'd be like, "Hey, check out this guy. Trying to learn it this way. Oh, I found the I found the guy covering it this way. Check out this guy. And oh, I got the guitar tabs from this website. So it was just like <laughs> we were really really putting our mind into really trying to learn these songs as best as we can. So, you know, it was, we really, we, and us guys, we, we just wanted to play them as best we could. So we, we definitely put some effort into it. I, I should say into trying to learn these songs, you know, even growing up a Texas guy, I knew the, the, a new level riff and right. I knew a mouthful war riff, but did I play it right? I don't, I, I don't remember, but now <laughs> we learned it. We we're, we're trying to replicate it and we're just trying to, bring the illegal touch to it man so uh it's it's definitely been a process and it's been a, a lot of fun having um to to dwell our our minds into the pantera madness that because they had their own style so it was it was a really cool way of just like kind of gearing in and seeing what those guys were really up to even even real quick the tuning the tuning yeah tuning time is in and some song yeah weird man weird tunings we're like whoa this is this is not right on the money. He was off a little bit on something. So it was, <laughs> it was really cool to try to try to really get down and, and learn what the, the magic behind what they were up to. Yeah. Talking about that. It's funny. I went back and, and uh, a couple of years ago, I, I've, I've played bass my whole life. And a couple of years ago I went and actually sat down with YouTube and learned a bunch of Megadeth songs. And I'm like, where was this when I was a kid? You know, I had tab books and, you know, play by ear and all this other stuff. And now you kids these days, kids these days or whatever have, you know, YouTube showing you the hand placement and things like that. It's, it's nuts, man, what you can learn online. It totally, totally is. And, uh, like, I wish I had all that. I had, you know, we had guitar world magazines. Yeah, right. So we were going through the magazines, trying to figure out what song we would want to learn for that month, you know, and, uh, and going, going the old school way. It would have been great. I honestly had a guitar teacher for about six or seven months when I was 11 or 12, I had a guitar teacher and uh, my friend Dan, he still lives here in town, and he's an absolute shredder on the guitar. And he taught a lot of uh, the local guys here, a lot of my friends here in the San Marcos area. So I took lessons for a little bit, and uh, it was great to be able to say that because he showed me a few things, you know, as a kid that I definitely didn't know. So it was it was real cool. And then also real quick with the Pantera stuff, when we were learning stuff and doing stuff, Philip would even tell would, would walk in the room and be like. 
that's wrong. Try the note before that. And that would just be <laughs> him by his ear. Right. He would know that was not the right note. He'd be like, Dime was hitting a different note, Mike. That's not the right note, you know. <laughs> and it was that was a real cool way of learning too for all of us. We'd be like, Whoa, it's it's not five, it's four. Let's <laughs> right. move down a down a note or you know, something something like that. And and that would be Phil, straight up Philip on his own and his ear just knowing just knowing the songs that well, man. So that was a cool way of learning too, just by the ear like that. So Bill's ear. So how yeah. many moments have you had on stage where you're in the middle of a of, of a, a dime bag solo or you know your interpretation of a dime bag solo and just like kind of thinking to yourself like how did I get here you know like looking at Phil and you're playing a, a lead and there's a giant crowd and and all that man that happens all the all the time all the time that happens you know uh, e- even before a set. Just being even every every show before the set, we have a huddle, just like just like a football team. We all put our hands in the middle. Philip gives us a speech, and off we go, illegals. Off we go, and just in that moment alone, I sit back and think to myself, man, you know, Phil's right here. I still got to play the best I can. This is the man right here. It's my boss. I always say <laughs> it's the boss, and you want to do good for your boss, you know. So. I always, you know, I, I, I trip out. But then when we're like, especially this happens, I will say, during the, the domination solo, when you're hitting that, <laughs> when, you, when you're going off on that part, yeah, that I always trip out on because it's like I, I, I'm playing that certain spot. It's live. There could be 20, 30,000 people. You know, you just, you look out there and it's just like, it's a, it's it's just a trip. It's a, it's a mind trip and, uh it really, really is. It's just, it's just a trip to be able to be doing that, you know, with Philip and and whatnot. And you know, I, I I always tell everybody, me myself, I'm just praising Dime in the best way that I can. And I would hope he'd be happy and be like, you know, I never got to meet him. I met I met the rest of the guys, but Dime back. So I would really hope he'd be like Mike. You know, thumbs up, man. You know, thank you, thank you for. You know, for 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 jamming, man. Thank you for jamming because these fans need to hear the new fans. They need the old fans. They all want to hear. They all want to hear this this music. So, you know, and then Kerry King even, you know, giving me, you know, props and just, you know, j- j- just saying, you know, you guys are doing good. Different, you know, Scotty and saying you guys are doing good. You know, it's just, it's just, it, it's a trip. But we know it just, you know, we know that. uh getting get that you know approval from those guys we, we just know we're we're doing something right i'll say that we're doing nice. something right and and that's a good thing and uh but it definitely is a trip for us for us when in south america when south america we're out there and those crowds are singing the songs louder than we're playing <laughs> trust me i'm just like we're we're all five of us in that band we're just like whoa this is this is crazy this is so this is awesome and special so it's cool man and then, uh, and then other little moments, like and when we were in Europe and Max Cavalera, who I'm telling you, I grew up jamming oh, yeah. simple tour all my life, you know, Soulfly, I was just always a big fan. So when he came out and did Walk, and I look over and it was Max and Philip, you know, <laughs> together and we're, and we're playing Walk, you know, it's just a, it's, it's a, it's a trip. It's a real trip, you know, and it's just really cool to see and to and to experience it all and to be there for you know a thousand percent thank yous 
to, to all that, the metal, you know, to, to everybody. And it's just a trip, you know, it's awesome. It's, it's very cool. Yeah. I can, I can imagine too, you know, getting that call like, Oh, and by the way, we're going to do the final Slayer tour, you know, with ministry and Primus. You're like, right, well, let's do that too. You know, it's crazy. Exactly. You know, when, when we got told that, that was, it was, it was, uh, it was a, a shock, you know, it was like, what we're doing, you know, Philip was give, giving us hints before we even uh, got told that you guys are on it. I think he already knew about it. And he was just like, kind of like, hey, nudging, hey, guys, we got something lining up. But he never was <laughs> told us until we finally got the word. And then what put the icing on the cake for that was when we got told we're doing Madison Square Garden yeah. with Slayer. You know, that that's just, you know. All the other venues, the forum is just eye-opening. But to play Madison Square Garden and to do it with Ministry, Primus, and Slayer, that was just, you know, something, something you know, we'll never, ever forget. So that was definitely uh, very, very cool. We were, we were all excited about it. I remember we were in Italy, and we played with Slayer the night before. The next day, we had a day off, and we were at a water park uh, in Italy, going down slides and everything. And... Uh, that was the day that we were we we announced it to the world. Hey, the, the tour announcement, Slayer, Primus Ministry, and we were all in in swimming and everything, and we were just just in, in living in the moment for 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 what it was, and it was just very special, you know. And like you say, with the COVID, it's just we didn't none of us knew that how special that tour really really was. Yeah, because it just stopped after that, man. So definitely a uh, amazing time i almost fell i fell out of a car during the tour it was crazy it was it was wild how did you fall out of a car it was fun uh all right well we, we were in a hummer and so every day of tour we had a a gopro and 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 drone and we had a drone so we'd go fly around the venue every day and this particular day it was like a third or third day of tour we were in the very front of the venue me, Steve, and Blue, and we're flying around the, the drone. This guy pulls up in a Hummer, an Army Hummer, and he's like, hey, guys, y'all want to go for a ride in, our, in my Hummer? And us illegals just getting into all the illegal activity that we like <laughs> to get ourselves into, we, uh, we jumped on in, and we were like, let's film this. And even from the get-go, he told us there's no, no seatbelts. And, and I sat in front, and he was like, make sure you slam that door. So I did. I remember sitting down. We all got in. I remember hitting the door. I was like, all right, it's closed. Off we went. And I'm GoPro and everything, just GoPro and everything. And then he starts off-roading out of nowhere. <laughs> and if you see the video that I had posted, you'll see exactly what I'm saying. We're just cruising. And then he starts to off-road. And then within a matter of a blink of an eye, he did like a really fast UE in the parking lot. And... uh Fortunately, there was an empty parking lot at that moment, and I literally got ejected <laughs> right out of that, that passenger seat, and I flung about 15 feet away from the vehicle, rolling, and he, we stopped, and I am just, I'm almost in panic mode, like in shock, because I just fell out of a car, and, uh, you know, at a really fast speed, and yeah. I, got, I got totally ejected, but I was all right, and I remember... Um, limping to our tour bus <laughs> and then 15 20 minutes later 
we had a meet and greet and I, I had just fell out of a car and now I'm at a meet and greet and I'm holding my arm and my leg is all sore. I'm like trying to shake hands. It was just like, <laughs> it was so crazy. And then, uh, and then we played the show like a few hours later and everybody was like, Mike, you fell out of a car and played with Slayer four hours later. How could cool? they were like, that's, that's the raddest man. So it was definitely, uh, a lot of luck on my side that day. I was definitely not super injured, but it was something that we all talked about on that tour for a few days, man. Mike <laughs> fell out of a car. It was just, that was it, too was, good. it was crazy, but it was, uh, it, it, we were glad everything went okay. Nice. Uh, as we kind of start wrapping this up, man, uh, I saw Flesh Order, I guess, signed a new deal, a uh, new standard elite. Uh, you know, to kind of tell us about what's the uh, yes. future of uh, Flesh Order. Awesome, man. Yeah, I'm glad we we're going to talk about this. Uh, okay, so earlier this year, uh, earlier in 2020, I should say now, um, we wrote and uh, recorded our uh, new album. It will be called Relic of Putrescent Filth. And it's going to be <laughs> 10 tracks of just blistering, brutal death metal. And if, you, if you're a fan of our first album, this new one is definitely more focused, more uh, evil, more darker. We're hitting some really... You know, brutal notes. We're just we're chugging along on this one, so uh, we're really excited to put out the material. It's going to be out on a record label called New Standard Elite, and uh, it's definitely an upcoming label in the underground death metal. It has a ton of good bands, and uh, the guy Daniel that puts it all together is a great dude. Known him a really long time, and uh, it's definitely a label that we've been wanting to work with in the death metal scene for the last few years. So to finally be on. NSE, we are super excited about, and um, our new album will be out within, I would say, the first four months of this year. Um, we're aiming at just sometime soon. So uh, artwork's done. It's 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 in the mastering process right now. So after it gets mastered, it's going to be off, and you know, hopefully, it'll be out real soon. But um, yeah. and hopefully, if all goes well, we'll get to tour behind it and and get a jam and uh, and get to play this album as far as we can get as well. So. Uh, we're definitely looking forward to doing it. It's a brutal, brutal album, man. Fantastic. Also, got to give you props for wearing a white Deicide shirt. I don't think I've ever seen a white Deicide shirt. Yeah, I just <laughs> got it a few months ago. Long sleeve Deicide. Ah, yeah. <laughs> I appreciate it, man. I'm a big fan. Yeah, I got, I got uh, sent to the, uh, in high school, I got sent to the principal's office for wearing my Deicide Trifiction shirt, and on the back it said, End of God, the way it must be. And so I got sent to the principal's office, and I actually stood up for myself and said, If you send me home for this shirt, you have to send all of the Christians home for their, you know, Jesus shirts. And the principal kind of stopped and just let me go. <laughs> Yeah, good for you, bro. Good for you. You're going to stand up for Glenn Benton uh, and quick, family. I remember my mom. Yes, that's good, man. Uh, I remember one time my mom found one of my um, anal blast, old anal <laughs> nice. blast. I had a bad anal blast shirt, and it was just – I don't even want to describe it, but I remember she found it one time in, in the laundry in high school, and she threw it straight in the trash. And now you, you now if you want to find that shirt, it's like two hundred bucks somewhere. <laughs> right. So, damn it, Ma. <laughs> <laughs> when I was uh, when yeah. I when I was younger, and uh, I got my first job, and I had to work Christmas Eve. So my family on my grand on my mom's side did Christmas early that day, and I showed up late. 
And but I had asked for all these like cannibal corpse and obituary shirts for Christmas. And so my mom, I'm so I'm sitting there with me and my mom and my grandmother, who is a Southern Baptist Sunday school teacher. And I'm like pulling up, you know, Tomb of the Mutilated shirt and and just like these just disgusting shirts. And, you know, my grandmother was a sport about it, but it was it was a great Christmas that year. That's awesome. That's great. That's so that that's what you need right there. Is that is that is that moral support, man? Because it's just music and it's just art. And we're just into the music. Well, I, I get to ask you this question. I ask everybody their favorite favorite Pantera song on the way out. But I mean, what is your favorite one to play? Oh, okay, easy. It's not an easy question, but this is an easier one. My favorite song to play <coughs> would definitely go to. Yesterday don't mean shit. Nice. I love playing that song. I get it started off right after Blue counts me off. Yeah, give us a give us a little bit of it there. I know you can't hear. I love playing that one right there though, man. The solo is ripping and uh it's just an awesome song to play. Definitely a energy boost. Another one will be fucking hostile because I got to do some lyrics, some, some backup vocals nice. with uh, with Philip and all. But uh, but yesterday is definitely one of my favorites to play right now. Well, Mike, man, I definitely appreciate you taking the time, dragging the waters with us, and uh, I do have to say you have one of the best mustaches in metal. So uh, so thanks for taking the time with us today, man. <laughs> yes, thank you so much, Josh. Uh, Look forward to seeing you somewhere out on the road, man. And uh, if I'm ever in your area with the illegals with Flesh Holder, hit me up. We'll get you hooked up. Appreciate Come hang it. out and uh, we'll, eat some, we'll eat some chicken wings and we'll drink some rum and Cokes. How's that sound, man? That, that sounds perfect. <laughs> All, right, man, I'll end awesome, it. Bro. All right, man. I'll end it there. But I uh, appreciate your time, man. And uh, I'm going to go order some pizza, order some wings, and uh, go watch uh, my, my team hopefully make it uh, make it past the Ravens. Awesome, man. Just real quick, want to say yeah. thanks to you. And thanks for everybody for tuning in and uh, keeping the Pantera legacy alive with uh, where's my thing at. There we go. Keeping the Pantera <laughs> legacy alive. I love it. I know Phil appreciates appreciates just stuff just like this man we're just trying to keep you know the, the love alive and uh dime bag and Vinny, man you know just just trying to jam for you guys man so uh appreciate everybody out there support the illegals support some flesh holder support the pantera shows and we'll see you soon on the road man <laughs> all right mike take care buddy all right you have a good day bro hope your titans win man take it easy <laughs> see ya Hey everybody, Chris Aiken from the CMS Podcast Network. And if you are a person that likes to watch our videos, whether it's Classic Metal Show, Talk To Me, Skull Sessions, or Aftershocks, do not do it on YouTube. Do you hear me? Do not do it on YouTube. Go to fupal.com, F-V-I-E-W-P-A-L.com.